when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? It's Tuesday, March 9th, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 378. 70. 378. 70. 70. I'm your host, Austin Walker. That was the voice of Kato. Also joining me today, Rob Zachney. Good morning. Keita Jackson. Hello. And Patrick Klepek. Hello. How are y'all doing today? I'm somehow so chipper. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> this is a Maybe new you said you had the right coffee, you know, just the right one to kick your ass in the morning. <laughs> this is like the, the nuclear waste that, that they serve at the bodega. So probably it's Ooh. just really just jumped my brain into high gear right yeah, now. Yeah, that sounds good, actually. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's, uh, we'll, I love that uh, bodega. <laughs> we will, quote, loop back to Gita at 4 p.m. and see how her stomach's doing. <laughs> well, I was asleep at 4 p.m. <laughs> wow. God. Uh, perfect. How's everyone else doing? Anyone else's stomach, uh, uh, I guess, uh, currently agreeing with the future, not so much. My, my stomach's good. Like, uh, like the big, like, okay, COVID's not over, long way to go. But for me, COVID, like the hardest parts begin to end in the next, uh, or like, my mom got the second vaccine on her 70th nice. birthday, like, of all, uh, wow. days. And nice. congrats. Happy birthday to Patrick's mom. Uh, thank you. Uh, I'll pass on the, the message. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, and then both my kids, I'll attempt to get through even just saying this without like getting terribly upset, but both kids are going back to daycare on Friday, oh, um, wow. which is, uh, exciting. And also like, a a very weird thing to, yeah. to think about like the, all the teachers are vaccinated at her daycare. Um, oh, so good. like we've kind of like done as much as we can and risk mitigation for mm-hmm. ourselves and the place, but it's been weird. Like I work from home. I've gotten used to that life. The prospects in the future do not involve an office. It is this, it is this I mean, office you, yeah, in this house. You were already working from home, right? Yeah. yeah. And you so were it's prepared been, in a way, any way that you can actually be prepared, you know? Well, right. But but I guess what I mean is I've, I have I was used to like being like fairly lonely at home. Oh, COVID's sure. terrible. COVID's yeah. awful. Like yeah. right. in no world would I like have wished it upon the world. But man, it was like kind of cool. To, You're like, really walking yourself into yeah. the antagonist of a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but no, it's like this. It's this catch twenty two. It's like this terrible thing that also like I had my wife home every day. I had both my kids home every day, and like so many things were like a problem with that. It is. It was so unideal in many in many uh, circumstances. But like slowly, I'm gonna like tick away all of those people and like back to me being at home by myself. And like it's it's kind of bittersweet. It's like well, that means things are getting better. It's like a, a life returning to semi normalcy. Mm-hmm. But like it kind of sucks. I was like, oh, like I, I it was really nice to have everyone around. Um, yeah, and, and that's all about to change. Buddy. Well, you get to have you got to have the experience that a lot of working people don't have, which is like being able to bond with 
your newborn daughter in some of the earliest stages of her my life so my that was yeah I well I got that with our our, our oldest with Jessica where because mm-hmm. I was always the dropping off picking up from daycare I was yeah. often with her for several hours in the morning before my mom would watch her a couple of days a week and my my you know poor wife like you know she would come home from work at five the five thirty train and I would have to like poke the baby i was like you need motherfucker like you need to be at least up to see like she left before you woke up and now you're gonna be asleep like and you know yeah Yeah. she come home like really upset that she missed all that stuff and so with the the new one um to be able to be like be around for all uh, every milestone but she's gonna walk in a couple of days like we're like just like that's clearly going to happen soon and right. so that'll happen at that'll happen at daycare, but like everything else got to happen <laughs> yeah. at home. Right. Right. And yeah, you don't get to you got a chance to see everything, which is a lot of parents don't get. You know, I no, yeah. no, C- certainly so like lucky. Uh, uh, work was not going to afford that, um, <laughs> um, yeah. and that's not a vice problem. That's just, no, a, that's, just a, a, that's just an America problem. Yeah. Um, but um, to, to you know to have that opportunity has been. You know, it's those silver linings of a bad situation. Like that has yeah. been like a really cool thing. Yeah, of, I mean, of this I, past year, I think about that too a lot. Where um, I'm so lucky that I got to move in with my partner very early on in the pandemic, and we've had a, an incredible year of like bonding and like strengthening our relationship, and like we've gotten to know each other very well. I'm very lucky that like I live with my <laughs> best friend. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> and like we don't get sick of each other <laughs> essentially. Because it's no, just could have it, much worse situations for sure. God, I, I have a couple old roommates that I'm thinking of. I thought mildly, fleetingly, <laughs> like, what would it be like to experience oh. a pandemic with that? Different situation. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, there's sure. at least one situation where I'm sure it would end in a homicide. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one way or the other. Um, what? What? Uh, Rob, how about you? How are you feeling? I feel like we've gotten check ins. Rob, you've been you've been quiet. I feel like there's something lingering on the edges of your. Well, I think I think Rob is mad because he saw the photo that Kato posted into Slack and realized that that Kato got the package that he was supposed to. Oh um, wow! You know, should we talk, should we even talk about what that package is? Are you allowed to say Kato? Are you even is that a, is that is that package embargo? I don't think it's a, they, that package. If it is, if it is, they didn't tell me it was. Okay, yeah. so, all right, they great. Tell Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I signed up for a digital preview for an upcoming magic product and Magic it, the Gathering. Magic, magic the Gathering. Oh, you're like, talking about yeah, the meats. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're always talking about the meats, Rob. <laughs> uh, and they also said, Hey, uh, what's your physical address so we can send you something? And I was like, okay, here. And, uh, that package arrived. What was it, Friday when I posted that? And mm-hmm. it yeah. was a small... I truly clicked on it thinking that it would just be a pack of, like... Oh, uh-huh. like a, more, maybe more than a pack, right? But, like, a collection sure. of cards from the upcoming set, right. whatever, right? Uh, no, it was instead a small <laughs> charcuterie board with a, with a small miniature butcher's knife to cut the little <laughs> sausage they send so you. Oh, it's a tiny so cleaver. Funny. Yeah, the tiny, tiny cleaver, cleaver is really it's so incredible. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, with a with a Magic Legends branded uh, cutting board, like miniature mm-hmm. cutting board. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask, uh-huh. how's the summer sausage? You know, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. We ate it all already. Like we, we we like tore through this thing. Uh, half of the cheese <laughs> is still left, but also not pictured there. Uh, came it came with crackers as well. It was the whole thing, like ready to go. Love love adult adult lunchables. They're delicious. 
Adult yep. Lunchables. <laughs> hey, look, marketing budgets need to be spent, Kato. I will not name. I can only assume. I can only assume they were planning to have at some point in maybe the way past a year ago. They were planning to have like a spread at a physical event somewhere. Sure. And yeah, so they were sure. just like, yeah. well, we'll use you know, that I've money had, to send people a treat, I guess. I've had friends who work in PR, not in video games, take me out to lunch just basically by saying like, hey, you're a journalist and I have to spend this mm. lunch money. Like, do you want right. to just have a good, delicious lunch with me? <laughs> and I'll ne- tell you about the thing I have to hawk and you know, can just say, okay. <laughs> and they can fill out the Excel spreadsheet. And <laughs> exactly, say, uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, uh, I, I do need to know, is the... Uh, the upcoming set does it have anything to do with like char- charcuterie boards or is <laughs> no. it just unrelated? <laughs> well, <laughs> is it like I a like, my fancy house. party? Yeah, like, no, what's I, the vibe? Well, talk, talk to me. Legends doesn't even have to. So Legends is like its own video game that is like Diablo, oh, but see. in in it looks it looks like to me at least Diablo, but in the Magic the Gathering setting, right? Third right, person sure. uh, action RPG thing. Um, so I'm gonna see that tomorrow actually uh oh, nice. well the day you're listening to this listener so next week right, i'll probably right. have some thoughts on how that is but uh no the next set is like uh, harry potter themed kind of uh which is Wait, unfortunate what does that mean <laughs> what does that mean like, like team so wizards like, themed look, or like literally so they've been doing this thing there's now currently there's a set of like my little pony cards there's a okay. set of um, like these are, and none of these are like standard to any tournament. This is just like, here's a fun, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Novelty set that you can collect. Sure. So if you like this property, here's a bunch of ma- magic cards that you can play at home or whatever you want to do with them. We put the oh, Terminator oh. in magic. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? Hold on. Is that one of the, <laughs> um, so oh, they've done a, like four of these. I forget what they all are. Um, but, uh, so what this feels like to me is that they had one of those planned for Harry Potter. And mm-hmm. then as time went on and that development went on, you know, more and more stuff right. has come out about JK Rowling. And it feels like to me, they pulled the plug on something, but had too much R and D done. And then we're like, okay, I guess we'll just make this a normal set and say like, it's not Harry Potter. And like they change, you can see though, you can see the edges. It is like a mm-hmm. magical school, but it is said it's, it's like mm-hmm. they're, they're making a new it's, setting for it. It looks like Any of you kids love Grossman fans, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's bring the magicians into the cultural wow, consciousness now. Let's just the all gathering. let's yeah. just yeah. all idolize a bunch of shitty college students that cheat on each other and make each other sad. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah but like Great. at least the magicians is like these people are fucked up, uh-huh. and it's not like this work is fucked up. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read that book, <laughs> so work maybe might be a the book no, is fucked TV up. Show I believe solves you. a lot of that again. Okay, okay, that's yeah. Cool. I. Anyway, I'll tell you some tea after this because I can't record. Okay. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's Strixhaven. I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out, but yeah, no, this I don't. I think this is literally just we had money reserved for food for this event, and so therefore sure. we're going to send people food. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I, I'm not going to throw the the particular company under the bus publicly, but like got a a very strange email uh, about a week ago that was like, hey. You know, we miss, uh, uh, you know, seeing your team at events. And so we've decided to try and do a bunch of virtual events, mm-hmm. like just like pick up to six people, like associate with your team, like let us know which one you're going to sign up for. In my head, I'm like, oh, I probably don't want to do this or have time for this anyway, but it's probably like, oh, hey, like if this is the kind of games you're interested in, like 
like, hey, like, you know, chat with X designer or producer. And it's just casual, not for coverage, just a uh, the kind of thing you would do, like, after an event. Right. Like, no, it was like, <laughs> we found this cartoonist on YouTube and like, does you and your team want to have something drawn? Do you want to make cocktails? We'll send you a cocktail kit and then you'll do that. We should have done all of these. Zoom. What are we doing? <laughs> we should have done all of these. They, they offered, they offered coverage, but and they, and they offered non-alcoholic cocktail oh, options yeah. if they wanted to, to Thank do that one, at least uh, let you know that they covered their bases. And anyway, it was just one of those things where it was like, wow. My, you know, my wife works in marketing. I get it. Like, you know, it's got to be kind of tough where you can't plan any events and, you know, you're, that's part of your job is planning that stuff. But I saw mm-hmm. that and was just like polite decline, but also like, what are we doing here? Oh, God. Incredible. Um, We should talk about video games. Speaking of <laughs> yeah. video game events. Right. This yeah. is a video game podcast. This is a video game podcast. Man. Well, I think the video game most of us have been playing is the same one. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's I yeah. mean, I don't have Gita's numbers in it, but I've been putting some hours into Loop Hero. Oh, uh, my again, God. I, I first talked about probably. <laughs> they loop. A month ago. They loop. They do loop. You, you do a lot of loops in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I actually had a friend, a friend asked me last night what is loop hero like what is loop hero because he'd read articles about it and it wasn't really clear necessarily the screenshots are madness too if you look at a screenshot oh, you're yeah. like oh, what are I you know. guys playing like rogue or something you know what i mean like yeah. it, it doesn't it's, necessarily communicate itself uh, particularly well um on a screenshot or even a, a trailer even yes. when you even when you talked about it i was like oh this kind of maybe seems like my thing but yes. it, it, it was just it wasn't until I played it that I like it got it. I'm going to just read me. what I said to to my friend Giancarlo mm-hmm. and and hopefully this makes sense just to get everyone on the same page. OK, you are an adventurer walking around on a loop by default. Slime show up on the loop sometimes, and when you run into one, it goes into an active time-based style battle where your character hits the enemy, and then they hit back every second or so. You don't have any control over any of that. It just happens automatically. When you kill one of these slimes or another enemy, you get XP and then cards or equipment. Equipment gives you passive bonuses in battle, like extra damage, life stealing, counter percent chances, etc., Cards are things you can play onto the tiles of the pathway or the empty space around the pathway, and those tiles generate more resources for a metagame layer, but also summon more and different enemies, Um, and the game is based around these very focused runs. It's not like an idle game where you just walk away while your dude is going around in a circle. You're basically like paying attention, going out on runs, and trying to complete as many loops around the the pathway as you can without dying. Because whenever you get back to your home tile, you can retreat with all the materials that you've gotten on that run. Uh, and if you retreat anywhere else on the path, you only bring back 60% of what you have. And if you lose in a fight, you only bring back 30%. That's the very basics of what Loop Hero is. We're not talking about tile interaction. <laughs> We're not oh talking God. about different classes you unlock or builds. We're not talking about, I mean, there, again, there is a meta layer where you go back to a map and are spending the resources you've collected to like, build new uh, places on your kind of home map. We're not even talking about the narrative, which is... It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. 
<laughs> the world has been destroyed and you are, but you remember bits of it and your memory is slowly bringing it back into existence, but seemingly only for bits at a time. And also it's great. And this is the one that I, I said, I suggested this one before and I'm just going to, I'm going to note this one again now that I have more detail. There's a bit in it early on where you get like a vampire mansion you can place. <laughs> and when you place that vampire mansion, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. Vampires. Yeah. Right. We lived in a world of vampires. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. like very nonchalant. <laughs> and the thing that I only learned very recently, because I'm still much earlier in this game than I think like Gita, you have an obscene amount of hours. In Ninety this game. hours, including one <laughs> accidental overnight idol. But sure. like otherwise. So Seventy hours. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Hours, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Like that. Um the 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 uh thing that is truly I did not know this and I feel very foolish or not, is that the vampire mansion has a special interaction mm. with the village, oh, which yes. I didn't know about. The first time it, I discovered this, it completely kicked my ass, and then I did not put yes. these cards next tiles next to each other for another twenty hours. <laughs> right, but then the thing is, if you can get through the, so if you put, okay, if you yes. put a wait, a very basic. Do you remember of what a very the, basic interaction of of? We go ahead. We're gonna say. Oh, do you remember what they what the what the the hero mentions when you first yes, find totally. Vampires? I mean, this okay. is the whole thing, right? It's yeah, like yeah. it's like. That the, the story does lead you, should have led me to believe that, but the thing that happened was I didn't play the game for two weeks between sure, first sure, sure. encountering that and then coming back. Um, but the a very simple tile interaction, right, is like if you place meadows, which are one of your earliest cards that you get, next to basically anything, instead of just being a regular meadow, which is a thing that gives you two HP every beginning of every day, mm. um, uh, it becomes a blooming meadow, and a blooming meadow gives you three HP every day. Oh, this Okay, this explains why, because normally, uh -huh. I've only played like six, seven hours, but I was just sure. like grouping the meadows in the corner. It's like, Bad. they don't, I was like, the, well, but then I would use the meadows as like, oh, this is just like a throwaway resource for I help. Feel you. I'll put those around the, the, the treasury yeah. so I can get those bonuses. Mm -hmm. But I never quite put, I just assumed that was like a, tre like a treasury, like bonus, not an actual, like, oh, you would get this putting a meadow next to any other tile, including... But presumably, what a rock and a yeah. mountain. I feel like all of my vampire anecdote about Patrick's thought processes that I've ever heard. <laughs> where mm. we're about six or seven hours into the game, <laughs> meadows can be other things. <laughs> oh, it's easy to fall into that trap, though. And if you don't experiment because you feel yeah. like I, I figured it out, this is the thing to do. This is part right. of my core loop right. now. It's like yeah, I put, right. I put the, I put the, the rocks and the and create mountains up here. I put the meadows over here, and then until I get. A new a loop that introduces introduces an element like forces me to be broken like ah that's a boss <laughs> like, like right. uh you know um, don't want I think these babies to interact yeah <laughs> well and it's also it's it's also the case that uh you know uh, th this game explains v preciously little about itself I it think really on purpose throws your, you in uh -huh. yeah like it um to a degree that uh, I do think it could do more to like onboard people but at the same time there is something exciting. Like, like well, having this conversation has illuminated this like, oh, that's really cool. I should have more conversations with people about what they're doing. But I can't tell, like, what is the line between is that spoiling a natural discovery or right. is it like the game really wants me to be having discussions with people? Because otherwise, I, you know, I may get locked into an, a, a mental loop that just doesn't lead me to discover something useful. Mental Loop Hero is a much more depressing game. <laughs> <laughs> God, intrusive thought hero. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I the, feel uh, like this game does require, like the, the thing that this game thematically hinges upon is the idea of secrets, right? Like mm -hmm. the, so the, the, the theming of this game is that we, the world has been forgotten 
And every new thing that the hero puts down, it's as if he's put it down for the first time, but also like the living creatures, the vampires in the vampire mansion, they also remember a world, you know, Mm -hmm. the villagers in the village, you know, he remembers them back into existence, but they also have memory of the world. And sometimes these memories are conflict with each other. Uh, The forest, I discovered recently, has memories of the world that it will Mm. enact on you uh, in ways that are not necessarily helpful. Um, it is, it, I think it does like require some element of secrecy, but the thing that we can do, uh, that the hero can't do is obviously collaborate with each other. (laughs) I do fear that like a part of me really, really wants this game to be completely dissected. Right. So I can just go to a wiki and be like, and know all the card interactions. Just min max. Yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't feel like the game really wants, like it doesn't want you to. No. no. I feel like it it wants you to feel the pleasure of discovery. Right. Right. It wants you to be like, okay, so like a really good example of this is rocks and mountains, which give you bonuses. Right. The first time this happens. Right. It gives you bonuses to, uh, to, they, they give you also HP and they give you bonuses if they're next to other rocks or mountains. And so you're like, oh yeah, I'll just keep putting them next to each other. And if you ever make a, a grid, a three by three grid, like nine of them in a block, mm-hmm. it, it immediately upgrades into a giant peak, a giant mountain, a huge mountain peak, which then will also start spawning harpies onto yep. the field. Yep. Um, and that feeling is like, yo, I didn't know this game could do this. Yeah. And that is really mm-hmm. cool. I was um, very and, and startled think, when that happened. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, it's an animation. It makes this loud sound. And you're just like, what happened? Yes. What did I yes. do? Yeah. So let me just say, though. I am passing a lot of time with this game. I'm actually not sure I'm in love with it yet because of Mm -hmm. some of these issues. So the thing, you you mentioned the idle game comparison, and you're right, there are important differences there. This requires a lot of active engagement and, uh, like, monitoring of things, but also in some ways, not really. Like, you generally know, oh, I just got a newer, better item. I'm just going to equip that. There's not really a choice about, at least where I'm at, um... I'm not really thinking about like, boy, I hope I can spec out this character in any particular way. It's just kind of like the loot drops. It's mm-hmm. a loot chasing game. But I think the other element of this, um, Gita, when you were talking about like, you kind of don't want the wiki, but also maybe you kind of do. And in some ways, like just knowing how this shit would work, I am like, okay, so once I've had these realizations, is there all that much there for me? What it reminds me a lot of is... Um, like games like Candy Box or A Dark Room, mm-hmm. uh, where or sorry, was it is it a Warm Room? Uh, no, Dark Dark Room is Dark right. Room. Yeah, yeah. yeah the fir- at least um, the first one was a Dark Room. Yeah, but then you make it a Warm Room, and then all hell breaks loose. It's awesome. <laughs> but the, but it it reminds me a little bit of those in that so much of the game is just obscuring uh, pretty straightforward interactions, and you just sort of like you're entering different combinations uh, into a keypad to see if something eventually happens. And it is cool when it does, but also sometimes I'm like, man, I just spent like three hours just putting cards next to each other and like seeing what shit would happen. And (laughs) I'm not sure I love that. Okay. So what I have to say about that is someone who is now opened, I opened up act three over the weekend. Um, and are, the acts, are the acts split by bosses? Like yes, is, yes is they're split by bosses. You can go back and farm uh, stuff from the previous acts. And in fact, I think I would recommend that because some... So the, the thing that I started feeling that sort of like pushback to from the game, Rob, where I was like, I just spent like three hours just putting things down on a board and I like don't know what I'm gaining from <laughs> this. 
So I started digging deep into whether or not there are cards I could unlock. So when I looked, so what you do when you're on the loop, you're gathering resources and you bring it back to this village and you can use the resources there. Mm -hmm. And you use the resources to build out this town. And I didn't look at it very much because it is sort of like a side loop to the game. You know, it's like a, a hub that you go to where you can just sort of look at what you have. And, and in the beginning of the game, it doesn't have a lot there and it's not very interesting. But I started looking at what I can use those resources to do in that town. And it turns out that you can radically change how the game plays and how your character plays by looking at the cards that you can unlock and changing your decks. So then I started thinking about how to maximize power for each thing. And it's actually, it is actually really fun to discover the ways that you can build out these characters, especially concerning what makes each class like different from each other. Mm -hmm. So you can unlock classes by building these buildings as well. Uh, I've unlocked um, two. I don't know if there's any more. I think there's only two other classes other than Warrior. Warrior is like the all-around class. Um, Rogue is, you know, it's got two daggers and it's all about critical hits, essentially. And Necromancer allows you to summon enemies to fight for you. Um, skeletons, essentially. And that one is really interesting to play with mm. and very fun to try to figure out how to make it the most effective enemy, uh, the most effective character you can. Because it's an idle game in which you have a, a class in which you can get <laughs> things to fight for you. Like yeah. just layer, layers of idols. Yeah, 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 essentially. You know, and it's, it's, it really is, it's like a numbers go up game, essentially. It, I, I played with the Necromancer for a long time and couldn't get it to like work beyond just the first loop, essentially. And like the first stage, uh, what makes the stages harder than each other? Also, if you mouse over the enemies, you can see in the second and third stages, they have additional powers as opposed to just one attack that they do in the first stage. Mm. So by the time you get to the third stage, the enemy will have not just one like a basic attack, but like one status effect and then something else. So all these things become a web of interactions that are pushing and pulling on each other. So you do have to think a lot about, well, if I bring this kind of character here, like, so for example, here's a good example, actually. Necromancer has vampirism uh, innately. So most characters, I've been using va the vampire mansion tiles to get some free health back, essentially, because that grants everything within that radius vampirism. But I would plant a whole bunch of vampire mansion uh, tiles on the when I was using necromancer and I would be like I'm losing health all of a sudden what is that why, what's happening I had been using the synergy between the necromancer tiles and the swamps with each other oh, and right. I hadn't realized right. swamps make vampirism actually deadly to any but any creature that has vampirism so right. you any lose healing health. effect in fact right yeah. any healing oh, effect no. except for yeah. Kills you. except for yeah. potions yeah oh that except explains for potions. something yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so uh -huh. like yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the complications as it gets so much more expansive is that what makes this game so interesting because there's always one thing you didn't think about. It's the mm -hmm. same issue I get from Dwarf Fortress, I think, where it allows you to master one level and then it's like, here's another step into this basement of video game. Here's another step. I, and then I do you keep thinking. Do get out of your depth ahead. in certain points and like that's where the excitement, the excitement of discovery comes for me in this late game period. It's stuff like that that makes me think, yes, optimal builds per map, or or there might not be an optimal build, but there are definitely more optimal builds than what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and as long as that that space exists between where I'm at and some hypothetical ceiling that gets filled in by more information, and as long as, and this is the big ask, right, is like, 
once I have that information, once I know, for instance, and this was the thing I was setting up before, was like, hey, when you put a vampire mansion next to a village, it transforms that village into a ransacked village. But if you complete three loops, it then becomes the council lands. And that ends up being really good at healing you compared to a village. Yeah. Um, uh, a village is like a, a decent healing space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so like that, for example, is one way that that's like that's one piece of knowledge I have now. And what I what I'm hoping for and what seems to be the case is even with that knowledge, I'm still making decisions about whether or not to pursue that particular strategy when I get a village card in my hand Mm -hmm. or if I want to do something else in a given run. And that's very low level shit. That is not this is like I'm in act two. I've unlocked, you know, the like second tier of of things to unlock inside of my home village. Um, and so like there is not uh, my guess is key that by, by the third tier, when you've completely like when you've learned so many more of these types of interactions, I can imagine there being a lot more like choice making happening. Though I will say the one thing that I'm that that to Rob's to Rob's earlier point, the one thing that does feel like it doesn't it isn't about me is sometimes it's just you get the right shit mm-hmm. you get the battle the battlefield card that spawns a treasure chest once uh once a loop and uh, and you get another one of those and they're like okay well I'm just going to be kitted out because I'm going to have these treasure chests guaranteed and I'm going to be able to like roll through this shit and and the the run where I ended up beating the first boss was the most like I mean it felt incredible cuz I was just kicking ass but it didn't feel like i'd made particularly good decisions that led me to that it felt like the dice just rolled really well that's well that's what happened to me was like uh i was like you know blissfully unaware of many of these interactions we are talking about because (laughs) and i should say situationally part of that is because the first time that i uh played the game was sitting at my computer and i had a like two reactions one was like this seems really interesting two i do not want to sit in my office chair and play this game. Mm-hmm. Um, That's real. And without getting and and uh, you know you know I'm a, I'm definitely a switch port beggar. Like ban me, block me. Like every time I play a game like this, I'm like like just put this in something more convenient. Um, and I'm sure it'll come there eventually. And my thought was like, oh, unfortunately, because of just like the the place mentally, psychologically, I'm in, I am just not going to sit and play this game, this type of game, for like 30, 40 hours in my office. Maybe I'll just have to wait and see if it comes somewhere else. So then I just started like running through like different ways I could circumvent that in the meantime, which was like one trying through Steam Link and then then later trying through GeForce Now because they both have like sort of like rudimentary mouse support on an iPad and was able you can. Fu- be- uh, because you can pause and, and play this game on, uh, you know, on command, which allows you to like both plan and give yourself breathing space. Like I have largely played this game, like watching TV shows, like, you know, like pen 15 on Hulu and then like pausing, like laughing at a joke and then like going back to a loop um, and doing it. It's not perfect, but if you don't have a PC, if you like, you can like buy this game on steam, sign up for GeForce now. And uh, you know, it's, it doesn't work perfectly, but I've, you know, I've, that's what I've played most of my 10 hours into this. But anyway, like, I, that's all to say part of the way I'm playing this is, like, I'm, like, half paying attention, um, which is, I think, like, also been one reason I haven't, like, picked up on certain things because I'm kind of just, like, drag, 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 drag. <laughs> and and the loop that I had where I beat the, the <laughs> boss um, was one where all of a sudden I'd set myself up where, like, I had – I was like, when I go to the village, like when I get to the end of the loop, I'm leaving. And then all of a sudden I'd like set myself up. I was like, I went from having like a third health where I don't know if I'm going to make it to the end mm-hmm. to I've just now completely healed myself. And like, I can't be hurt. Uh, and I'm like <laughs> thinking back, like, what did I do? And I'm like, not hundred percent sure what I did uh, to like get myself in that spot. Like I know it's a combination of like 
pushing towards vampirism, yada, yada, yada. And then that's the only reason uh-huh. I barely beat the boss. Like, I just unlocked potions, so I had a, a little bit extra health, <laughs> and I had, like, hardcore vampirism. And, like, just bar- like two hits ahead of, like, dying to the boss, like, made it through. And it was, like, it was satisfying, but I agree, Austin, that I also had a feeling of, uh, I don't know that I... We like sit down and go, now what did we learn, Patrick? And it's like, um, well, sometimes you have a good run and then you unlock some things <laughs> in the base and you hope that you get but I but I also that's still fun for me, right? Like I think yes. part of what this game right. can like I don't think I'm ever going to achieve uh Gita enlightenment on on <laughs> on this game. You know, Gita talks about this game in the way that like Danielle frequently talked about like Into the Breach, in which like a game just sort of like crawls into your brain and like is just firing on all cylinders. I'm still enjoying this game. I think we'll continue to get 20, 30 hours of enjoyment, just casually upgrading, getting more powerful, having good runs. And maybe I'll just hit a point where, you know what? I would really have to knuckle down to like see the end game, but I'll still have had like a really satisfying amount of time with it without necessarily finishing. I don't know, but that's kind of where I see my arc with the game at the moment. Can I call something out here that Mm -hmm. I really do appreciate? No. Setting aside my (laughs) (laughs) fuck you, Zach. (laughs) You decided to take the negative corner, so now you get to sit out the rest of this conversation. Yeah. No. Um I enjoy the uh little snippets of fiction and dialogue we get in this as well. Like a game like this is gonna live and die on theme and Mm -hmm. world building and like flavor. And this is the one thing where like I do think this can be kind of a simple game if you strip a lot of this out but you you can't strip theme out out of games theme is the game and like this game nails it like the first time you meet a vampire is a cool fucking exchange <laughs> where like first of all like is vampires oh yeah, yeah there were vampires and then there's like this this weird um almost like medieval social order that they sort of try to justify where it's like, well, no, the, the vampires uh, make the world good just by existing and taking people's resources and eating them. Um, And (laughs) your character who is just the most adorable little uh, like Lanschneck centrist. is just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, vampires are probably good. We probably do need some vampires around here. Uh, but but I do enjoy the, the sense of like every single new concept or new character that walks onto the stage. We get a cool inter- interaction that tells you both something about maybe the world that existed and also a lot about the way these characters regard their places in it and their mm-hmm. relationships to each other, which I really like. Totally. The, the the conversation with the harpy is like, you know, some what if the monsters could speak 101 stuff, mm-hmm. but it still is solid to have your character be like, was the world really such that that even though, you know, I can see where the situation this harpy is in is bad for her. Nevertheless, I'm going to have to fight this, fight her, and she's going to have to fight me, even though we can kind of see that our respective positions are kind of fucked. And the answer is like, yeah, uh huh. And your little dude just goes like, shrug, <laughs> like, all right, go into the battle <laughs> mode. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and and like that theming does totally work. Also, it's like a very pretty game for the style that it's going oh for. It, it very much looks pulled out of like. Uh, this is a DOS game I found in a bin in 1992 yes. and it was like yes. to boot up, you know? It is um, so beautiful. The pixel art in this game is so beautiful. The opening cinematic alone is just mm-hmm. gorgeous. The boss battles, I think, are some of the most beautifully animated like pixel art I've seen in a really long time, especially the second the second boss with all the mirrors. 
So, I've not gotten there yet. Ooh. I need to get. I'm. Oh. I'm still. I'm still losing. And Act Two is where I am yeah. currently. Oh boy, I, I. I am I, curious. I do because I don't want to go into too spoiler territory, but I do want to sort of cast a question to the ninety hour uh, okay. range of of this, where I'm like, right now I see a lot of markers being put down of like your character is the definition of an unreliable narrator and you've got an unreliable narrator, like reshaping the world. But also you have these, this notion of some of these beings do remember themselves and they also have their own take on reality. I'm curious, like as the acts unroll, do they begin weaving these threads together into a fiction uh, yes. that, is, that is gripping. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the second boss is a place where you will really see that more definitively, and I highly recommend unlocking all the encyclopedia entries for that boss. Did you guys get Sounds the encyclopedia good. yet? Because oh, encyclopedia. <laughs> oh my god. Like, there's an encyclopedia? Yeah, oh, you sure. can, yeah. every single thing that you can place in the game has an entry in the encyclopedia, oh, and you can okay. unlock multiple entries for them. Most of the creatures have three different encyclopedia entries, and like, what's what I love most about them is it isn't just like, here's a literal explanation of what this fucking thing is. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, here's a bit of a proverb for the first entry for the skeleton. And <laughs> they're destiny lore cards. Yeah, like, yeah they're, they're destiny lore cards. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. There's really like the the one for the second boss is a series of diary entries and they're very, very enigmatic and well-written. And they give you like, just like the rest of the game gives you just a touch of like, oh, here's the gothic horror that lurks beneath the surface of this fun little game where your little man walks in a circle. It, it's the same spirit of you don't need to know too much, just enough. And like that's scarier than everything else. It's, the that's creepiness, really the cosmic uh, horror of this game is really great. I I also feel like because that so that is down the 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 build tree a ways. Um, mm-hmm. like it, the Intel Center, which is what unlocks the encyclopedia, is kind of like this. Oh, that's what I'm saving up for. Yeah. Money. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's that. this moment okay. of okay. like, oh, there's a whole other tree behind this one thing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to try, especially once you hit the second level to start focusing on building more than necessarily being the boss because you probably won't until you have unlocked Mm -hmm. a few of these other things. I will Um, say specifically for the second uh, level, there is a card that changes... There are more cards that will meaningfully change your stats as a hero uh, in ways that will make you so much more powerful. And like they're, they're little things, things that you might not pay attention to, but there's one card in particular that will change the stat, like a resource card that will change the stats of your hero in a particular way, and as soon as you get it, place as many as fucking possible. (laughs) (laughs) Does that deck-building aspect start to become much more of a choice you're making between each expedition? Mm -hmm. Because right now, it's like, I'm still up against so many of the requirements that I'm basically like, the choice I'm making is like, Vampire Mansion sounds cool. I guess I'll dump the swamp and bring the vampire man- or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. And so I'm I'm still at the phase where I'm not like there's deck building, but I'm not really like having a lot of interesting choices to to build. There's not. Does the ceiling on cards ever go up? Also, yes. Just to, to um, add on the that. ceiling on cards doesn't go up. I think. Okay. Uh, Kato, do you know? It's always 12. how long have you played Kato? Because I know you hit up the demo. Yeah. No. I. Um. Let's see. What does my hours say now? Not not as much as you, I think. Let's see. I've played for tw- 19, 19 hours. Okay. Um, I don't know what the fuck I did. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. 
Um, but yeah, it's could a I, depressed person do this? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, it's March, and I have seasonal depression. <laughs> like, um, sitting in this little dark cave, I call my office playing this game. Yeah, I, I the, the 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 you will only always be able to bring between seven and fifteen cards. But you will unlock okay. at least one more type of card, I will say, that changes hmm. uh, the choices you will be you will be making. And these cards are very, very powerful, and you only get one of them. Um, and not only that, but like because card interactions become so important to the game, you really do have to start building decks around the interactions you want to occur. Uh, and that is the very really exciting. <laughs> Yeah, I really like it. It's it's really sharp. It's like one of those games that I there was a lot of preview hype for. And you sometimes there are sometimes games where you can tell that the PR team on the game is really like, no, this is that. Listen, I know I send you a lot of emails. This is real shit. This shit is like <laughs> I'm I'm personally very hyped about this. And and that was the energy around this game for like months in a way that like made me not months, but, eh, maybe months. And I was like, hmm, OK, we'll fucking see. And then they, you know what I fucking saw. <laughs> uh, they, they, I, believe, I believe good. this was a game I'm, where they like tried, like sent the code like extremely early. Be like, hey, yeah. like just here's the preview. Like just what, what you need we more know codes. It's weird. Like yeah. I slept on all the codes. I was like, eh, everyone seems to have it. Like it seems other people <laughs> will have this. And then by late, like by Friday, I was like, okay, like every, I just gotta play this game now. It's only twelve bucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, damn, it's extremely like, not a bad deal. It's very yeah, for totally. the hours I have put in, into it. It's extremely <laughs> affordable. <laughs> yeah, what is the? Let's do the math on that. Can't do it. Did not even numbers. I guess they're both even numbers, but no, fuck not that. Even the way I math need is to be. fake, and I don't respect it. <laughs> it's true. Also, you're not done yet. We can't really do the math until you finish, yeah, and then we can true. do the math, I, and then we'll know. I'm excited. I'm excited to keep playing this game. <laughs> Wait, you know, many- I, I, it feels like it's full of secrets, like Gretchen Wiener's hair. You know, like it's yeah. just got a lot more for me to uncover. I'm not even like I feel like I'm not close to the end, which feels very good. Gita, how Damn. many how many classes have you unlocked total? Like how only many the three total, only necromancer, rogue, and warrior. Okay, um, well, because I'm flipping through there, and like you know, the, the equipment screen has is like this little grid of like mm-hmm. here's a spot for a helmet, uh, gloves, whatever. I still haven't gotten anything or have upgraded anything that lets me equip helmets or gauntlets, which means I, there must be more, right? There is a card that will allow you to unlock one more slot for. Um, for equipment. Oh. So, but that what slot it unlocks varies per character class, oh, which interesting. is interesting. Cool. I don't know if there's any more of that because there's some of those where like I just have never seen that that equipment type ever and it hasn't unlocked for anyone. I do feel like this huh. is a thing where like, oh, a free update, here's a new character class would be like a very easy thing for them to do to slot into this. Well, not very easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> this game seems incredibly complicated. Yeah. Just like oh, it's like oh, there's the Gita class. It just says mm-hmm. I'm Gita. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's the potential for the, the the depth to this game is what really surprised me. I would say this felt like uh, one of those games when I first heard about it when Patrick slipped the code in our code Slack. <laughs> I I felt like one of those games like that might be like very wide and like very interesting because of its expansiveness like it's sort of like a good like high concept idea but i didn't realize like how deep it was going to be in terms of just how everything slots into each other this is absolutely like virgo food if you are a kind of person <laughs> that plays games like that uh fucking love it it's a great game <laughs> 
All right, we should take a break. Uh, we've been going on Loop Hero for a minute now, so we will be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we are back. Uh, Patrick, you have been playing Maquette, which is a first-person puzzle thing. I remember a trailer. Things get big. Things get small. That's my, yeah. my pitch. Things get <laughs> I big, mean, for a lot of people, I think it's, uh, oh, Annapurna released a new game. Like, that's mm. like a, a publisher at this point that, at least for my money, is, you know, I don't need to know. If I see the logo, I'm interested. Like, they're mm-hmm. just a studio that, like, has a very selective aesthetic you know it's you know got very like a24 but for video games uh vibes um comparison half jokingly but also no like the only thing they're missing is like the you know what are they the bullshit term that hollywood's come up with elevated horror oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh fuck you like horror movies now so you need to come up with something except the genre that it has when horror movies were not arty though like suspiria come on anyway yeah yeah that also pisses me off that's all i was gonna say (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's all actually, you know, Annapurna, like, let's go. Like where, you know, if you want to be the A24 video games, like you also need your high art uh, horror yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, my guess it kind of, I remember seeing this game years ago and then it seemed like it kind of just snuck out the door um, uh, recently. I, I think maybe there's a reason for that. Uh, uh, it's all right is what I would say. Yeah. It is a game about like big objects, small objects like the, the, the it's a the the pitch is it's this uh the story is very loose and like it seems like it was kind of difficult to like integrate into what they were trying to to do here um it's the gameplay concept is uh you like have a small almost like dollhouse at the center and like outside of that is like a bigger version of that that dollhouse and like the environment shifts as you're going from area to air, like from like, like level to level. And so like what surrounds what that, what makes up that dollhouse like changes. And so you can take objects and you can change their shape by like bringing them from like different areas to, to the other, like bringing it to the small dollhouse, bringing it to the, if you put it in, if you take something small, put it in the small dollhouse. When you go to the bigger area in the bigger dollhouse, it's big. So like a key that can be used to open a door can suddenly become like a bridge that can get you from one side to the other. Um, it's a really neat idea that an execution doesn't work nearly as well as mm. you, would, you would like. The controls are very finicky. It seems there's just not enough puzzles that have like the kind of aha that you would want from a game like this. There are those moments but it, too much of it is kind of just mixed up with kind of like aimless wandering and I don't know. It just it feels kind of like a mess. It's a it's so, a really smart idea that I think if I feels like at some point they just kind of threw their hands up and went, I guess this is like as far as we can take this because um, it's it's kind of a 
I don't know, kind of a mishmash. Is that where the review landed, Rob? I know that we yeah, Lewis Gordon was going up. Uh, pitched it to us, and he was like, "I was really stoked for this game, but I feel like this is one of the first real misses for me from Anna Perna." Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. And his sort of take on it, there were kind of two levels. Uh, one is that um, what you're describing there, it is a cool like conceit for for puzzles, uh, the sort of logic game of a thing's big over here, small over here. That's Cool, but the thing that it's at odds with is it's supposed to be this exploration of a character's interior life. And it's supposed to be very, like, dreamlike. Um, the parallel is like a Charlie Kaufman, uh, you know, film. Mm. But the problem is that adventure game puzzles aren't really dreamlike. Uh, they're actually very mm. uh, they're rigidly They're rigidly logical sometimes in ways that are difficult to understand. Yeah. yeah, even, yeah, they have a logic. It might be asshole logic, mm-hmm. but it's still a logic that <laughs> yeah. is like a yeah, throwback to like, you know, to, you know, LucasArts adventure games. It's like, are, are, is this, is this a puzzle space where the player is meant to experiment and discover something? Or are you just trying to figure out what the designer wrote? And right. like, that absolutely feels like so rigidly figure out what the designer wants you to do, not, hey, isn't this idea of like big, big object, small object that you can do anything with that. Mm-hmm. But actually what you should do is just this one thing. And that's the only thing we want you to do. I mean, you can futz around and like do other things, but they're not like going to lead you anywhere. We still need you to do the one thing. And that one thing can be still clever, but it often feels I like, you know, I, I've mentioned this podcast before. I'm like not a big puzzle person, but yeah, I still like to play the games but then just allow myself to look up walkthroughs and like, I just kind of like have that tension. Oh, the gentleman's game, puzzle put game player. <laughs> well, it's just, my brain's just not like, and yeah. this game is, this game is all shapes and like my brain don't like shapes. Just like never has, <laughs> never will. But, but I like, it's, but I just go in knowing like, I'm just going to keep my frustration minimal. If I, if it feels like I can't figure it out, like I've exhausted all of my, my options, I'll look it up. And like more often than not in Maquette, it's constantly been like, yeah, you know what? Not, never would not, <laughs> even close to what I was thinking and that I think part of that is the game's rigid structure I think part of that is just my brain um but I do think I have you know reading other reviews um to see to like try and like confirm my own biases against (laughs) critiques against the game it seems like that has also been a feeling is that like it sets up a large possibility space um but but it like the actual actionable possibility space is like pretty small the the thing I just quickly want to say is like before we move off off this point is the I this has always been one of the troubles for me and this style of of puzzle game when I think about something like Antichamber or mm-hmm. even Super Liminal, which I think is a good comparison point to this game yes, in terms that is, of yes, and I've, I think people a game I think not enough people probably played, but that I still didn't fully click with. Um, but when I think about something like the Portal games, like the thing that those games do really well is somehow it still feels like you're expressing yourself when you do a puzzle solution. Even though what you're doing is a solution that was probably pre-planned to begin with, well, and it, it and still it has, somehow it can gives feel you that like feeling an like, accident. Hey, I right, yes, or exactly. you cheated. Like yes, I, I'm yes. not supposed to do it this way, and of, of course, like they know. Yeah, okay, like we yeah, know you that probably you can, did it the way. Yeah, unless this. you're like a high-level super speedrunner who's figuring out <laughs> yeah. some shit, you yeah. know. Then, 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 yeah. So anyway, Rob, you had a thing. Well, the other thing that interests me is that. Patrick hasn't talked about the story at all, but the conceit of this game is that you're exploring uh, a character's mind in the wake of a breakup. Uh, This is all this is this game tells the story of a relationship between two characters, Michael and Kenzie. 
who their relationship is now over and it is sort of Michael's reflection on their, their shared past and his grief at the passing of this relationship. Um, and I am curious if that, you haven't brought it up, Patrick. Like, did it register for it? Yeah, did it well, resonate? Yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to read some text on a wall, like read by like famous Hollywood actors? <laughs> then, <laughs> wow, you, this is the game uh, for you. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. I like what's um, I forget uh, the actress who's in it. Bryce um, Dallas Howard. Yes, and she's great. Like, I, she has a, a beautiful voice. She does a great job in it. But it's like constantly what this game is 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 you going like turning a corner, and it's like. There's some text on the wall that is said beautifully by Bryce Dallas Howard and whoever is the guy in, in the story. It's fine, but it feels it, it feels like at times like this could, could be like a satire of an artsy wow. video game, um, which is which I think is only to speak to like like where this genre or like kind of like style of game has ended up where like you can get to the point where uh, that that like text on the wall, like was a novel way of telling a story and has now gotten to the point where you got to kind of justify like why we're doing this. And it, it just feels like they, like the gameplay concept was come up first. A story needed to be put in to justify why you're doing it. When really look like you could, the puzzles, if the game was just more straightforward and said, we've made some puzzles, here's some cool looking spaces. I think like it would have like almost landed better than like, we're going to try and uh, like force in this, uh, story, which is like at least you know, I think I'm like a little over halfway through. It's not a long game, like depending on how far you take with the puzzles. I think it's like four or five hours at most, less than if you're if it clicks for you fast. Um, you know, I haven't you know it clearly headed for sadness is like you know like the game sets that up pretty like quickly is like haha things are too happy like not gonna stay this way. You know, I'm waiting for like the cancer curveball or something like oh, like yeah. um, it just seems like it's the kind of game that's going to set up for like I'm going to turn a corner and there will be uh, instead of text, it will be like, you know, a heart rate monitor at a hospital. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just I can feel like I can see some of the beats coming in a way that um, it makes it that I'm not really there for the story. The other thing that it does is uh Part, I mean, this is part of like the the bonus you're getting of like working with Annapurna is that you're going to get access to Hollywood talent. Like that is part of what they do, right? Like like when they teamed up with, uh, was it the uh, uh, Sam? Well, it was the the, the game Sam where Barlow? like you Sam Barlow, right? It's so like his second game oh, right, that he did with Annapurna right. suddenly had a bunch of like like notable Hollywood talent, which is cool. Like like mashing up those worlds for these uh, kind of cinematic uh, experience, like artsy games, like I'm here for. And one of the other things that the, uh, is present in this game is like, yo, like they spent money on a soundtrack. Like we went and got like real bands and like, you're going to hear some really cool indie tunes, like as you're going around. But what constantly happened is that like, I'd get to a new area, like listen to like a conversation between these characters and then it would drop me in a space and it's like, boom, here's like, listen to this music and like, go start solving that puzzle. And I like wouldn't know what to do. And it's like, hey man, like I need like a couple minutes to like scope this space out. And the and it's clearly trying this to music stretch runs the for two minutes forty seven <laughs> seconds. Yeah, Patrick, so, think faster. I don't know if the song has been like artificially like extended in uh, like like to try and justify like getting the player through the first step. But like I would I would always outlast it. And then it was it was like it was actually kind of depressing to be like the game would like slowly fade the music out when it's like all right. All right, I guess you're not gonna get it, bro. So like, just, <laughs> we're gonna set, we're gonna turn Brutal. the music off, and you could just like figure it out. I guess yeah, the Jeopardy like theme crossfades in. Yes. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I mean, this was the thing. Like, 
Lewis wrote like for him, the soundtrack was one of the giveaways where it's like, yo, this is this is more Garden State than Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, that's mm. that's that's a Garden State is a good as uh, a good touchstone. Oh. And that's and, you know the weird thing is like at a time and place that that was awesome, you know. And I there, loved but, Garden State, and then it came to <laughs> loathe myself and Garden State. Uh-huh. Like you know, yeah. hey, sure. Where did I learn? Uh, where did I learn about the shins? Like from sure. Garden State. Yeah, like, you I know mean, what? It happens. I was in high school. I was a freshman in high school <gasps> in fucking Connecticut when Garden State came out. I had no choice but to stand. You know, like, <laughs> I had a great soundtrack. No Natalie Portman with her headphones. Like, ah, uh, God, you know, I had the a crush. Song will change your it life, happens. and it did. <laughs> I liked where he really figured out that he could get over her epilepsy and make it work. Uh, and, um, you know, he really jumped on that grenade, I think. And I don't even remember away. that's what the movie was about. So, that yeah, that, that explains a lot. That's their big hurdle. The that's the big hurdle. That's the you big know, thing. Is that she has you, epilepsy? Yeah, you killed your mom accidentally? Well, get a load of this. I have epilepsy. I have a neurological condition. <laughs> but you really got to hear this. Uh, <laughs> God. Anyway, that's now imagine that. But there's like ten minutes of puzzling, and then you read half of a scene on a wall. I guess is like kind of that's the other part. It doesn't have any flow. No, and because it's 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 like a it's there's scenes on the wall, but then there's also like you'll finish an act, like a very clear delineation of like this is the end of a chapter, and then we get a black screen, and we get like fancy drawings with also those. I mean, it's just it's yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's a me- like I don't think it's not worth playing. Noble but failure, I, uh, huh? Noble failure though. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's interesting. Um, but I I don't you know it's also got weird technical like it runs it has a native PS5 version that runs like crap. Um, like the frame rate is hmm, all over the shit. place. I thought I, just I thought it was just like a, a PS Plus. Uh, well you know at least then well, you, you know it's part yeah. of the sub as opposed to you know paying for it separately it's a little more justifiable and I think they'll probably iron it out with a patch or two but like it's so weird like the frame rate is it's a game that you know I don't know you know I hate to use the word should but like there doesn't seem to be like a reason why it shouldn't be running like you know 4k 60 or at least a locked 30 Um, and it's not and then I was like oh well maybe there's like a performance mode like maybe I can just like err on the side of that so I go into the, the settings and there's graphic settings like okay great um, the only options there are like, do you want your textures at high, medium, or low? And I was like, this is a console game. Like, <laughs> what? And so I switched wow. it. It's just like, it didn't have a meaningful uh, impact on the frame. Rate. It was just like, you mm. want these textures to be clear or muddy? Like, what are you, how are you feeling today? <laughs> and it's just mm. very, that, that I, I almost feel like that, like little strange, like a uh, piece is almost like the microcosm for like the, just like a sprawling weirdness of uh, of the game itself. And maybe like its existence is itself like on the continuum of, you know, when you look at, you know, like the developers have gone home, like what they're doing with like their upcoming third project, like where games of this type have come from. Like, I just think like we've kind of like moved past, like, like I'm like, would have been like, shut down, right? Mm-hmm. yeah. Or sure. they made like a VR game. Like they're not doing what they used to do. Right. Like, I just feel, I feel like we've kind of moved past this style of game. And this feels like a game that would have been lauded, and beloved, like, and I would have been sitting being here, like, pounding the table mm-hmm. for this game, you know. Six years, years ago eight, or something. Yeah, six years eight, ago. Eight, Not even that long eight. ago. Yeah, Maybe eight, yeah. you know, time is time is weird. But there was a time where this would have fit, and it feels like a game out of time, and not in, like, a fun, nostalgic sort of way. It just sort of feels like, ah, like... And really now you're that. sitting here being like, this thing doesn't run at lock 30? Fuck this Yeah, game. exactly. 
<laughs> what console games like, that you choose to just choose low, medium, and high textures with no performance <laughs> impact? It's so weird. I mean, the thing here, though, too, is like if these puzzles were working for you, if the storytelling was yes. working for yes. you, yes. you would not even be like, oh, yeah, there's some weird stuff with the performance, but it's worth it. Da, da, right. da, da, da. And if the fact that that's not happening, you know, says a lot, you know, so. Yes, it is. Uh, it is not the next, you know, outer outer wilds, unfortunately. But, right. Um, right. Wait, what, what, right. what few things are. What very few yeah. things are. Um, uh, anyone else want to, Rob, you've been, you have been bringing this game to the table now for weeks. No, I just, only had one I podcast just a lay week, out the and banquet I think, table and you really you do. Take this is a, will. this is a game that I got an email and I said, sometimes I put a code for anyone to take and other times it's a code for a person. And like this <laughs> is Rob. Talk to me about King Arthur Knight's Tale. Tell Rob me everything, Zachary. Rob Zachney. Tell me everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, this is actually fascinating, and I love this. Okay, so Neocore is a studio that is basically like art department led, uh, art first, gameplay. Oh, distant really? Second. Huh, huh. Okay, um, you don't hear that very often in it, in games, at least, I guess. Yeah, and uh, so years ago. I think they were partnered up with Paradox and they were making King Arthur the role-playing war game. And it was a total war take on uh, the story of King Arthur, but with all the fantasy shit cranked up to the max. Like, there's versions of, like, King Arthur can be like, oh, it's sort of a medieval idol. Or you can, like, hit the fairy fae sliders all the way and Uh be like, yo, the she is coming through and King Arthur better be ready. They went that direction with it. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a really frustrating game because as a Total War imitator, it didn't really work. Like, it, it didn't really have a campaign layer. You you had Total War-style battles, but you didn't, like, build up your army in that way. It was just kind of your army grew with the plot. And I didn't really like uh, the second one of these they made. But it had moments, right? There were moments where I was like, damn, this game looks incredible. I think still, to this day, like, there's maybe cooler beats in there uh, than... You even find in the Total War Warhammer games, like a thing that sticks in my mind is uh, a huge battle takes place at Hadrian's Wall uh, in that fir- in that first game. But here, the version is like the Emperor Hadrian knew that in the north of Britain, uh, that is where the Fey peoples like had made their stronghold, and they wanted to come through and like create chaos in uh, you know the realm of men, and so like Hadrian's Wall is this arcane like fucked up gothic uh, you know battlement, and you are fighting in the shadow of this thing against creatures you've never seen before, and it was like really cool. It was like a it was an interesting beat, even if the game didn't really do that many interesting things on terms of in terms of like the metal layer. So that was like 10 years ago. I don't know what they've been doing since then. Then, yeah, Patrick posts this code. It turns out it's stemming from a Kickstarter game. I was like, cool. Like, I'd be interested to see where they've gone with this idea. Well, it seems like between then and now, somebody played XCOM. (laughs) And so the Total War style game appears to be gone. And now it takes place where um, you are Modred. And you wake up and you're like kind of undead. Like you you had sort of a big apocalyptic battle with, with Arthur. Everybody died. All the knights died. Modred sure. and Arthur both die. Arthur was, you know, 
taken to the lake and the sword tossed in there and she grabs it, you know, the thing. you know, yeah. the, King uh, the stuff. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that happened in history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> with this, the stuff this from Transformers Age of Extinction. <laughs> yes. This game takes place in an alternate history where Modred wakes up like five minutes later as sort of a reanimated, um, not undead, but like just, you know, he's, um, it's not clear what he is. And he wakes up in a prison and he's basically told, okay, uh, the same thing happened to Arthur. Arthur is now an undead, like Lich King. And because this is all your fault, you got to go deal with this. Now walk across the square grid. And go take care of business. <laughs> um, and so you meet other characters from the uh, King Arthur stories. And you're making choices about, like, are you still going to be the same shitty Modred you were mm-hmm. back then? Uh, or are you going to be cool now? Have you learned your lesson? Now that everyone's died and become undead? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's more like the world is still like there are people in the world. Okay. And so you come across like villages living in this like hell hole. And the first thing you do, and it's an early access demo, but like, it seems like you ally with a few knights who begrudgingly are willing to work with you, uh, to sort of put the world to right. And then you go to your, uh, you go back to Camelot, start rebuilding it. You start building your hub area and you go out on missions. Okay. As an XCOM tactics game, it's like classic Neocore problems of game looks all right. It looks a little bit like an RPG source book in ways that are good and bad. Just a little bit like dated, I think, in terms of the aesthetic. A a little bit um, fancy grimdark is the way I would put it. Sure. And... If you get past that, if you're if you're if you're past that and you're looking at like, well, what's what's the game? It's XCOM with swords and like crossbows and a more granular like action point system and character abilities. But nevertheless, like I'm playing it and it just doesn't it doesn't feel bad. Like I've played XCOM clones that just feel awful. This doesn't. Um but at the same time, I'm sort of straining to find like, but what's really interesting in these tactical spaces? Uh, you know, there's you can fire off your major character. Like, so the big thing seems to be this is a game of positioning where it's like character abilities are really range dependent and they can uh, like build up um, like power and ability as they as it's in some ways, it reminds me a little bit of fights in tight spaces in that there's a lot of places where you really want somebody parked in the exact right spot at the start of a turn so that they can burn one of their major abilities um, and sort of also control the location of enemies. There's a lot of that. It's not bad. It's decently implemented as these ideas go, but also they're really familiar. And so I'm like, I am hoping... This is, it's a very early access game. It's like just a few levels. But it is also like, appears to be kind of feature complete. Like this is going to be the game. It's going to be more of this. And it's like a competent tactics game. Yeah. a vibe that will leave some people really cold. And some people will be like, yeah. But you have to imagine. Camelot's dark. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. It's the thing though, right? It's like you have to imagine a game like this. Based on what you're saying about it being an art-led studio. To some degree, that's their bet. Their bet is some people will be happy with, hell yeah, this is Dark Camelot. And, like, 
Uh, if that's what they want to make, that's it, it. Sounds like they're making one of those. I don't know. These designs seem like they fit the bill. They're not. This, I'm looking at gameplay. This doesn't do much for me, but like I don't expect it to. It ha- it would have to be the sort of tactical thing where like, whoa, there's some really innovative design work happening here for me to be hyped about grim, dark King Arthur shit at this point. Yeah. And, mm. and yeah. So like I, I, at that point, it's almost like, fuck it, do the thing that you were going to do to talk to that audience. Don't worry about me, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause maybe if you make the thing you're going to do and it's really, really good, I'll be into it anyway. You know, it's always how right. I feel when yeah. I see a game like this or it's like, wow, almost, but not quite. Convince me is what I always want. I what I want to feel, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. I do have a little bit of nostalgia for this game and this art style because, like, it was early in my career when I played one of these. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, look at these guys. I remember these dudes. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm also like, you know how sometimes, uh, spe- I think this is especially true of like, um, like medieval or fantasy combat tactics games where if you don't play your cards right. You can end up with the feeling of everything feeling like a big scrum. Yeah, I was just saying, so everything comes together, and it's like, was like X, just the thing that XCOM, the contemporary XCOM tactics games figured out was that by putting things at a, a distance and then using cover nodes, basically, you could make things really legible for a wider audience. And looking at gameplay from this and thinking about a lot of other medieval style tactics games that do not have very quick deaths on either side and things just have huge hit point pools or big armor values or whatever. It just becomes a bunch of people hitting each other over and over in quick, you know, in succession and things kind of eventually falling out and one side's won and one side's lost. It's why I think something like, you know, Fire Emblem doesn't really have that problem because characters die really quickly. You get two or three hits on someone, they can fucking die. So you don't get that, that like mess that like almost like melange of people. Uh, but looking at this, that seems to be the way fights go. I see like eight people around. This is like a zombie fight. Whack. So of course that's Whack. what's going to happen, Whack. but. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. there's a, there's a little bit of like your crew rolls up on somebody in a parking lot and like get his ass, <laughs> and rushes him, all right, I'm in and that's now. how all the Shit. fights that's how all the fights play out. Where uh-huh. it's like they're all in armor, you got to crack through the armor value. So in t- like multiple turns pass with just all your buddies just being like, and I'm gonna bash him from behind. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna smash him in the face. I'm gonna use my shield bash ability, and it's like. You're just uh, watching it play out. <laughs> you're just like, wow, you're just kicking the shit out of this one dude. And then in a minute, once he's dead, everyone's going to turn and be like, all right, who's who's also the nearest <laughs> character? And we're going to get get him, too. Yeah, that's like fun once, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it goes. Well, thank you for finally giving us our King Arthur update. <laughs> I do have a King Arthur, a more broad question, Rob, which is this game wants it to be written Mordred, but you're saying Modred. Is this a deeply held like Arthurian position of yours no. in terms of what the proper pos- way of pronoun- pronouncing his name no, is? No, it's okay. just when I, I know it's written both ways in, over various sources and stuff, but I didn't know if you had like a, okay. I, not, I this always thought Mordred sounded cooler, but for whatever reason, I think the first few times I encountered it in a, te- in a situation where I'd be graded on shit, mm. uh, it was Modred, and so it just kind of <laughs> stuck. Uh, Ain't that the fucking way of how this all works? Yeah, I can't even remember like, which version does Tennyson use? Which version does Valerie use? Which version does the fucking musical use? I don't know. The three great Arthurian sources, really. <laughs> um, uh, so let me just hit this really quick because this is like vaguely related, you know, uh, uh, c- classical uh, fairy tale infused 
uh, uh, fantasy stories. Um, the I left here last last podcast saying I was going to go play the five hour Bravely Default two demo, hmm. ah. uh, and instead I have put a bunch of hours into Dragon <laughs> Quest Eleven S Definitive Edition on Switch because I already own it, and if ah. I want to just fucking mm. play an RPG like a classic straight up turn my brain off jrpg i already own one and so i've been playing that every night a few hours a night like right before bed i literally falling asleep as a cutscene plays and be like i gotta just, let me just put this switch over here and just fucking <laughs> fade away as i like rescue little these midi twinkle sisters. tune playing it's literally a awesome hundred well no so they did replace the midi in the definitive edition with an orchestral track which is good because the midi music is so abrasive and bad like i I, I feel different ways about I, a lot of people feel different ways about Dragon Quest music for lots of reasons, including uh, some notes about the right. uh, yeah, the, the composer, composer being is, a complete uh, piece of shit. Mm. Uh huh. Um, anyway, the the orchestral versions are much less abrasive to me because it doesn't feel like they just played orchestra hit 17 three times in a row <laughs> instead of actually having people play instruments. Um, so that's <laughs> that's been better. Uh, and then just like it is such like a little fairy tale game where like i'm just i'm just winding down it's such a good wind down game i'm gonna fight some slimes i'm gonna fight you know some of these weird looking birds these guys with big drums on their bellies and and the Are you playing like, 2d or 3d i'm playing 3d i just listen it was designed in 3d originally i think the 2d stuff is funny and like it's interesting that they did all the cutscenes over in 2d mm-hmm. and that's like a that's a fun thing that they did and there is a <laughs> section of the game that is 2d because you're like going back to stuff from previous Dragon Quest games. Ah. And I've like dipped in and out of the Dragon Quest games over the years here and there, uh, but I've never been like a diehard Dragon. Like I'm I've put way more time into the Final Fantasy games than Dragon Quest games and I still wouldn't even call myself like a Final Fantasy expert. But those the, um, the I mean like the Final Fantasy games have also been like far more story driven than like there are stories yes, in the Dragon yes, Quest Dragon yes. Warrior games, but like if you want drama, like Final Fantasy was right. where you went. Whereas whereas this is this truly feels like a warm blanket and a nice glass of milk. Here's a hero, bed. there is a villain. There is a villain. Go there beat is them. a shitty and Get it's like very up. it's a very episodic storytelling thing where like okay i'm rolling into this town what's popping off here okay there is a horse race coming up and the prince is the prince needs to win the horse race to prove that he's ready to become the heir to the throne but he sucks at horses how are we going to help him like cheat and win this race sounds um, like you need to introduce some political reforms to that village rather than help no, that prince win that horse race i think i'm going to help him win that horse race and then i'm going to leave with with Silvando, the uh, fabulous circus performer who's in town and he's enjoy my party and and be the coolest character ever written uh i hope i don't know he seems dope from from what i've met of him so far um yeah it seems it's 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 just has been a salve it's just been like you know i feel like by the time i get to the end of my days i i I, at the end of my days sounds much much more (laughs) grim than i intended as as austin walker winds down as i wind down walker you know, it's. I just felt like maybe by, before I wind down in life, I should I should beat one Dragon <laughs> Quest game and really. Well, it might take. Given those games are like a hundred hours long, it might take the life of Walker might, to get to the might. end. Of totally. And Quest. listen, I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get thirty hours in and then put it down because I'm distracted by something else. I, that's how this works. But I do like having it as this thing that's like I boot it up. 
I put on an audiobook of Borges short stories, and I'm fucking, this is it. I'm winding the fuck down tonight, baby. That is such uh, a vibe, dude. That sounds it's, so it's, relaxing. It's been a good, it's been an all right week in terms of going to bed. It's been all right in terms relaxing. of going to bed, you know, mood. I get that. Classic Homer Simpson, I got some work to do around the bed uh, situation. Um, so yeah, that's that's, and I'm gonna just say it. This is a better outcome than if I had played that that Breaking yeah. the Fall two demo. Yes, because because in some ways, I I wasn't playing this for coverage. I felt like I should mention it, but like I might have a better chance of continuing to put hours in this. Whereas I would have played Bravely Default two for the five hour demo or whatever, uh-huh. and then been like. I've played it. Here's I'm going to say three things that Kato already said last week, and then I'm going to be done with it. And that's going to be basically five wasted hours. That game wasn't going to help me go to sleep. I was going to be taking notes on that game. This game is just like, boop, uh, mm, done. <laughs> Love it. It's on, it's on uh, I think it's on Game Pass as well. Uh, oh, I think it is. Yeah, because I almost got it. And I was like, I can't play that shit from bed. Yeah, <laughs> so, you can. I, yes, you can. You got to get, get, get one of those backbones for your phone. That's a whole it's, thing. Uh, man. You're right. Saying. You're not wrong. But hey, anyway. This reminds me, because um, my work laptop died again, because uh, I wore through the W key. Fun. Um, oh, it no. just came off. I was like, yeah, the W key is sticking now. And <laughs> then it just popped off. And it still works. That works better, because now it can just touch the actual thing the key rests on. <laughs> but you have to really get your finger in there. So it's like W, <laughs> boom, with your pinky to it. <laughs> so, uh. Austin, I remember you got... <laughs> A leather laptop, if memory serves. Oh, I yes. did. I'm still using it. It's How fine. did that work? I don't, out? Like, I, it's been fine. I'm still using it. It's still good. I've not like reported back on it because it's just oh, it's a laptop. I like it, but yeah. like I wouldn't. I now do you like that hinge, year. that little surf hinge thing. I haven't had opportunity to use it because where the fuck am I except my own apartment where I'm surrounded by big screens to watch stuff on? Do you know How what does, I mean? Yeah. How does it not What's overheat? Up? It's leather. It, in fact, is one of the coolest laptops I've ever had. What? In wow. terms of it not making my lap or like my, you know what I mean? It does not. I don't, don't ask me. <laughs> do you think? So I'm I have not two a scientist. questions. <laughs> yes. uh, one, do you think it would be a cool sort of accoutrement that people would like ask you about if you were out in public with it? I can't. Like, I don't know because I haven't had the opportunity to test it because we're in a fucking lockdown. You're bragging about how you're just out there in a light jacket. Get out there with yeah, but your I'm laptop. Not, I'm not bringing like, laptop out there in a light walks. jacket hugging people and spitting into their mouths or whatever. He's just going for a walk. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, yeah, if it was if we were post-COVID, you know I'd be spitting people's mouths <laughs> and asking them what they thought of my what leather laptop. It's been so long since I've spit in someone's mouth. <laughs> Uh, so, and anyway, you- my real thing here is at this point, unless they release a new one of those things with updated, like interior, interior, what the fu- internals, uh, I would not, I would wait, I would not buy it because it's just going to not be what you need at this point. There's ways to connect this to previous parts of the conversation and we're not going to do it. We're going to move off the laptop conversation before we get banned on iTunes. Okay, Rob? <laughs> wow. Rob is at to step away from the microphone. Patrick, you've been playing a game called Nosia. Tell me about that. Man, I don't know what's going on in that game. I hear it's like Nosia is so it was yeah this uh like this this visual novel that just like popped up out of nowhere in a Nintendo Indie Direct. I don't I don't think it was in I don't know if it was in the prop like the proper Nintendo Direct or whatever. But anyways, like the pitch of it was like what a visual novel. Um, but among us, um, like, you know, where you are a group that is trying to figure out an infiltrator, um, and you are, you know, voting people, 
uh, out. Um, and so I started play- I played like two hours of this over the weekend, and I don't. I genuinely don't know what's going on um, on okay. purpose. The game, the game is uh, meant to be confusing. Like this game opens, you hit start and you start to get a text crawl and text crawls in a game or any media is like, all right, we're setting up the world. Here's yeah. what's going on. This text mm-hmm. sc- uh, scroll just scrolls right past you. It goes at a million miles an hour. And there is so there's, you can read a couple sentences as it's going past, but it is like as someone is like winding it past as fast as possible. And then a character appears and goes like, don't worry about any of that shit. Like, you're good. <laughs> like, welcome to the spaceship. You're here. Why are you here? Not sure. It's two people here are infected. We're going to vote someone oh to go to sleep. And like, let's fucking go. Wait, hold on a second. You need to invest in some stats. You don't know what any of these stats do. You want charm. You want intelligence. You want analysis. Maybe. Maybe not. Like, what don't about worry luck? about it. Just put some points into those things and, like, let's get moving. And you skipped like, the bit where it says select your favorite color. Does yeah. that matter? Is that important? I don't know. <clears throat> sure. Maybe. Um, you get thrown in. It's just like, here's an interface. And it's like, people are talking. Do you want to cast doubt on someone? Do you want to defend someone? Like, I don't know. Do I? And uh, so you just kind of like start poking at these these things you can you have like a whole uh you can look through your dialogue trees or like the dialogue that's happened um it, it's the game is meant to overwhelm you like it, it is throwing a ton of things at you it is putting you in a situation that you don't understand and then what happens is it is like a, it is like among us in which like there is a there are five turns and during these five turns and it's, it says in the corner like what turn you're in and it's like five conversations that are going to occur in which you can uh like cast doubt on someone um, if someone is 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 casting doubt on someone else, you can defend them or like join the chorus of doubt. Um, and then at the end of that, you're going to vote and you don't know what the vote is going to be. And if it's a tie vote, you can put two people into cold storage. You can let those two people is go. cold storage like death? Like cryostasis. Death, like the, like, okay, but um, is it like that's voting them out? You're voting them into, into cold storage. Yeah, into, into cold storage, and then okay. you go on to the next round. And is, um, it because, is it because they presumably have some sort of like thing-like creature inside yeah, of no, them? Yeah, like, what, you, I, I don't even, I keep forgetting how to pronounce Gnosis, right? Is that how we're saying the game? Uh, no, yeah, I think the name of this game is Nosia. So Nosia? I don't know what they... Yeah, yeah so I think yeah, the Nosia yeah. is some sort of... I, I'm not sure, like a virus or an alien parasite. Mm. It's like a strong cell phone. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh huh. Anyway, so yeah, you're locking them up. Yes, and so like when if you lock up the wrong person, then someone might die because you didn't you didn't catch the right person, and then they can kill someone. And by mm. the the round ends if you uh, have managed to clear out the two people who are infected or you don't. And then those infected outnumber the uninfected. And then the round is over because they've lost. And so you'll get to an end of a round and it's just like, yep, you lost hit a to continue. And then what comes up is it says loop two, and then you're just thrown back in. And it is not the case that you are just, okay, take what you, you know, like live, die, repeat, like just like take what you knew from before, apply it going forward. You're gaining. It is not the case you said. So that doesn't just repeat. No, no. You like immediately when you start, it's like, here's a new character. Well, okay. So I'm going to spoil something like very early on. Is it this motherfucker? The alien? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a gray alien that's got. (laughs) He um, says, come on, bud. Don't judge a book by its cover, you know? This is just, well, I got reasons for looking like (laughs) this, okay? I bet you do. I bet you do that. So holding a gun. 
Luke also, <laughs> in the way he's holding a yeah, fucking just like a straight up fifties like sci-fi black and white like the yes the I believe this is Luke two I think this is like the set that you come in and oh. what you think is like when it says Luke you think oh. I'm going to get the same characters, same setup, right. take that institutional knowledge and like try and push things in a different direction. And you walk in and there's just this gray alien motherfucker and like one <laughs> character goes like, you look pretty weird. And then another character goes, oh, I don't know that we should be judging books by their cover. Like what's, what's, what's wrong with how he looks? Um, and everyone else is an anime uh, character yes, in this game. Everyone yes. else is like high yeah. fashion sci-fi it, 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 anime. Yeah, you're like, I'm in a visual novel. Like th- when I think in my head, visual novel, visual novel, like these are these characters, a bunch of eccentrics that, um, you know, have different like personality, like really strong, bold personality types that fall into like distinct kind of like nearly archetypical uh, uh, categories, Mm -hmm. but like very much of like one of these games. And uh, yeah, and then this, and then yeah, like the gray from X-Files shows up. Um, And (laughs) and so, and that's how it establishes its tone is like, I still don't know what's going on. I'm like seven or eight loops in, I start in, I'll get different cutscenes. Have I influenced these cutscenes appearing based on my actions in the past. I don't know. Every time you finish a loop, you get experience points that you can then invest in new skills. I don't know what those skills are meaningfully doing on a moment to moment basis. But you do get things. What I what I can't what I do see what's happening is that um, if you pull up like character profiles, there are things that are like specific traits about characters that are going to unlock. So my guess is that you're just kind of blindly pushing forward, experiencing like new dialogue scenes. There are uh, in between rounds, you can like go visit with a character and have like a, a like a, a one-on-one conversation with them that would mm. can unlock. Um, you know, you might understand that like, oh, you're a character class this time. You're the engineer, and like the engineer gives you a special feature during the. Uh, like kind of conversation moments. And that seems to be like where it's going, but I've just never, the game is just so purposely overwhelming in a really fun way where I do think some people will find it abrasive um, where it's the game is just like, it's not that it's not holding your hand, but it's just like kind of throwing a kitchen sink at you and like seeing like how you take it. And what you should do is just like, at least what I've found so far is just keep pushing forward. Like this is what it is. Like just, get to the next loop. Another weird thing is going to happen. And like, don't worry. Like I'm just assigning random stats and maybe that'll mean something at some point, but it does Mm -hmm. appear to be the case that every loop gets you experience. So you can just keep investing in stats. So my guess is the stats are like just a red herring and like, don't have anything to do with anything, but maybe not. So I don't, I'm having a delightful time with it. It is just (laughs) so, so strange. not what I expected at all. Are a, you ever the Nosia? Have you ever been the? Ah, uh, I mean, I've definitely been voted off the into storage. Okay. Um, I okay. don't well, know that even... I, I um, in the loops that I've played, I don't know if I've like been assigned to be that or like been infected. With and it's the it. same characters each time. It's the same like no, set of no, no, no. Oh. The crew, you oh. come into a loop. Like I, this is where I finished last night, where I came in. And it was just two brand new characters that had not been in a loop prior. So once you start a loop, you can hit like the L button and it'll show like, hey, here's here's the cast of characters this time. So it's like it's I will not be surprised if what actually turns out is that there are like very little actual gameplay mechanics. And what I'm doing is just playing a linear story that has been presented with a bunch of like artificial gameplay mechanics as a way of like giving you something to do as you're just like pressing A through text. I don't know if that's the case. Like, but like I, I'm willing to entertain 
that like that is a possibility that this is all just a facade and an illusion. The stats don't mean anything. The perks you're unlocking for the character sheets don't mean anything. Does it feel like you're able to push and pull on who gets voted off? Actually, this early, I have so few. Um, mm. Like there are like there are literal like gameplay features you can like being the engineer allows you to do certain things. It seems like yes, like that's probably the arc of the game is unlocking more of this stuff. Then you get enough knowledge that you can sort of like break the loop um, and like find sure. out whatever whatever that uh, is. But uh, I don't, it's it is it is strange. Like I don't know that I've played a stranger game in like a long long time, especially given that I I so many games you go in kind of knowing what you're gonna get. And I th- I thought I, like your pitch to me was like, hey, this looks like a visual like a visual novel with Among Us. Seems like it might like be your jam after Thirteen Sentinels. Like yeah, like yeah, I saw that trailer. I'm gonna check that out. And then just like playing it and just like <laughs> guffawing, con- like just like what am I even? I don't even know if it's good. Like I think it is, but like I can't. I just can't. Like I'm like, trying to pin the game down, and like I just don't know what it is. And that's actually the delight is like I need, I need to know what this is, and I to form an opinion about it. But even if I don't, like the adventure of figuring out like what's even going on here has been. Um, really fun. So I'll report back when I find out what Please that do. Please. I'm, I'm what desperate is, to know. What is my, what is my alien friend's name? Uh, Shig- Shigamichi. Like, well, I'll let you know what. Please. Please he let me know what's up shady, with this alien. But I keep, def- I keep defending him. Like, I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> but I don't know if the loop changes. Like, are you good? Yeah, I, I don't know. So, Shigamichi anyway. <laughs> shows up at your door one, one evening like, hey, can you hold this gun for me for a couple days? Thanks, bro. <laughs> I don't know you too well, but I'm I feel you have an interesting story. Sure. Well, because often you'll be in these conversations and I don't have a play. Like, so you can't there. Are, you can choose to make an action, which is to defend and then choose who you want to defend to doubt whoever you want to doubt, whoever's in the cast, or you can just do an option that's called wait and see, which is to let someone else make a move. Mm. And so it's like, you know, in the same, mm. try it, it's, it's gamifying, like actually a lot of these strategic decisions you will make in playing a deception game, you know, like Among Us, which is like, actually, I'm just going to like hang back right. and then needle someone at the end <laughs> or like join a chorus so that hopefully I won't get voted on and like, you know, or like push people in the direction. So it's interesting to watch that be turned into almost like a turn-based sort of like conversation loop. And I'll be curious to see how the mechanics influence that uh, going forward. Cause often a lot of it would be just like, I don't, why would I doubt anyone? I don't know what I'm doubting. And so I'm just like, wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. And that's just like a valid option to get to like the next um, part of it. It's just, again, I can't tell if it's like a sprawling diagram in front of me or if it actually is just a left to right narrative that has dressed it up in a way that's really entertaining, which would still be cool if that is ultimately right, what if, it if is. You're still having your time through it. Um, totally. But uh, yeah, so I think it's only out on switch right now. I don't uh, think it's on anything else, but it is a, it's a trip. I don't even, I don't even know if I can sit here and be like, you should pick it up. But like, if I don't know, are you bored? You want a game to just like take you for a ride? Like, you know what? Like I, this Fucking one, will, why not? This one will take you for a ride. Sure. Um, anyone else want to, uh, shout out anything before we, we take a peek at some, some questions. I got a good question here that I want to get to. Mm. So well, I started watching the Nick and that's good. That's all. Nope. <laughs> I've, heard that, I've heard that show is great. The, the, the show is Rob Zachary show. food. Yeah. It's Rob Zachary. See, see what I, it's, 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 uh-huh. wow. it's uh, <laughs> if you want to see the facial expression that Clive Owen makes when he has to pretend <laughs> he's being given a shot of cocaine into his penis, I'd recommend the Nick. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. All right. 
awesome. It's got a great cool. smash cut where he's like <sighs> on his. So the Nick is about the 1900 New York, the beginning of modern medicine, the Knickerbocker Hospital, right, essentially. Right, right. Uh, it's a really great. All the episodes are directed by Steven Soderbergh, so it looks really beautiful. And Clive Owen is a star as a doctor who's just straight up addicted to cocaine because he's trying to essentially like bring like force modernity into being. Uh, the show opens up on his, a failed C-section. And like that really brings home like what's the state of medicine is in like this is this would have been if they had succeeded like the first C-section and they they were not able to figure it out um, <clears throat> or the first C-section in a modern hospital that is called as such, essentially, you know, um, and like by the, end of the episode, there's just he's got to go to a surgery and he's in withdrawals and he's like, nurse, you got to shoot cocaine into my penis. And then it just shows the face he makes and then smash cut into him just being a diva in the surgical theater. And it's incredible. It's it, the drama of the show is like it's, if you really want to know about if you're like a person like me who just Googles things like books about the history of abortion. This is a show for you. Lesson learned. OK. Yeah. <laughs> I admire that show so much yeah. and I enjoyed it so much. But at the same time, like, it's so gnarly. Oh, my it's God. Like, <laughs> you will surgeries, like, see all these surgical procedures and well, modern medicine starts out rough. <laughs> and it's the omnipresent mm. sense of tragedy, mm-hmm. right? Which, like, the, the series just continues to crescendo towards. Like, the characters are so badly compromised. And you think you might be thinking, like, surely there are redemption arcs in play. Sort of. Well, it's 1900. One of the major conflicts in the first episode is that the board wants to hire a particular doctor as deputy chief. And then as soon as people meet him, they realize that he, you know, his illustrious education in Europe is actually an indicator that he was a is a black man. And that becomes like most of the content of the first two episodes is Algernon Edwards just like just being like, you know, y'all are surprised that my white peers are treating me like shit. And it's because you don't understand what racism is like. Like, I'm not surprised at all, you know, to come from London and Paris where I was treated like a peer to go back to America and be assigned the basement as my office. It's a great show, but it is very depressing. I hear good <laughs> yeah, great. Um, all right. I'm going to read this email um, that is not signed. So it's an anonymous mm. email. Advice for Rob regarding salad dressing. (laughs) Rob said that he would eat more salad if making the dressing wasn't such an obstacle, and I wanted to share the dressing we had in our (laughs) fridge. It was that flourish on obstacle, Austin. What? It was a little flourish on obstacle. I felt kind of (laughs) judged. Well, that's how it was written. Okay, first, this OXO salad dressing shaker was a game changer for me. Got it as a gift for my partner. A year ago, and this is this is a link to uh, this this salad uh, dressing shaker. It's an OXO Grips salad dressing shaker. Um, it comes in one cup and one point five cup sizes. This recipe is for the one cup size, but can be scaled in either direction. Mince one small shallot and drop into the bottom of the dressing shaker. Cover with lemon juice and let uh, macerate for about ten minutes. Add black pepper to taste. Small handful of dried or fresh tarragon. Uh, add one. Uh, uh, teaspoon of Dijon mustard, add soy sauce. I got this idea from Kenji Lopez-Alt. It is key to reach the one-third cup mark. Add extra virgin olive oil to the two-third mark. Add vegetable oil to the one-cup mark. Screw top, shake vigorously, taste, and add salt or pepper to taste. Uh, I find that it tastes even better after a night in the fridge. 
uh, after it's been a couple of days in the fridge, the oil will firm up. So I usually take it uh, take it out about 20 minutes before lunch and submerge it in water. I use a quart deli container uh, that the soup came in. You can use any vinegar you like instead of lemon juice, other types of mustard, herbs, oils, etc. Can add some mayo to make it a little thicker and creamier. Thanks. I want to, I want people to report back on the salad dressing recipe. That sounds really good. <laughs> it sounds great. It does, but even there, I'm like, but what if it's eleven at night? Listen, what, <laughs> Rob. But it's already made. That's the thing. That's the what point. What you really Rob. gotta do, though, Rob, is you gotta get like a good uh, bottle with a spout, like a bartender spout on it. Add two of them: one olive oil, one balsamic. All you gotta do at good. that point, drizzle it, and then that is your salad dressing. Also a good point. There you go. See, that's what my dad does. In you, Rob. My dad's very wise. The thing is that Rob likes the process. Yeah, Rob's fussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob loves mm-hmm. the fuss. It's true. I am attracted and repelled to the fuss. This is, <laughs> this is the problem. This is the problem. Um, here is the the same the same type of email, but for Kato. Oh, hey, Kato. <laughs> After this week's podcast, I wanted to make sure you know about this stuff, and then it's just a link to buy a thing. This is from uh, this is. The QP deep roasted sesame dressing. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, I've tried it as a dressing and a marinade. It works for both. It might not be exactly what you're looking for, but I know some restaurants use something similar. So Interesting. this is the difference between Rob Zachney and Kato is Kato, your your problem is solved instantly. You just yeah. click this button. Nine dollars. Add to cart. Good to nine I don't bucks, think it. Unfortunately, I don't think it is because it's not really a sesame. It's definitely mm. ginger. It's ginger. It's got carrots in it, I think. Too. Yeah, I, I do orange. know the sauce. I do right? know this, the dressing you're talking about. I don't think about. this is yeah, it, yeah. unfortunately. But I don't think this is it either. This sounds bussing. great. No, that does look. But. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I have dressing mm. in. I have a Caesar ready to go in minutes. Just take it out. Take the bottle out. Put it on some lettuce. That's all. That's all I need. Um, all right, here's a, here's a question mm. that comes in from Simon Sweetman, who's an incredible artist. People should go check out Sw- Simon's uh, uh, Twitter feed, twitter.com slash uh, uh, S-I-F Sweetman, S-W-E-E-T-M-A-N, uh, friend, of, friend of the show, IMO. Hello, Waypoint crew. This is in relation to the salad dressing discussion from the last episode, 377. Uh, while I do not have any <clears throat> dressing recommendations for Rob, uh, I have a salad dressing-related dilemma I'm hoping you can help me with. In the before times, my housemates started an escalating prank war with their brother-slash-brother-in-law, which all center around ranch dressing. This led to them re- receiving two very, very <laughs> large bottles of ranch dressing as a prank gift this past <clears throat> Christmas. Instead of us doing the smarter thing and giving these bottles to a food bank or something, we opened one of them one night and are now responsible for consuming this entire <laughs> bottle of ranch uh-huh. that takes up too much room in the fridge. <laughs> None of us are that big on ranch, so please, Waypoint, help me figure out what some different ways are to use a bunch of ranch oh, dressing no. relatively quickly. Uh, I don't like ranch dressing. It depends. So I, the toilet. Help. I feel like that's a really wow. good use of ranch dressing. <laughs> I don't like Shit. thick dressing. I'm like really just in terms of dressing my Who's salad. Who's fussy now? In terms okay. of dressing my salad, all I need is balsamic and vinegar. I don't know. Like that's <laughs> it. That balsamic and olive oil. Who? Oh, mm-hmm. I might. I'm probably in the minority here, but I use that shit for chicken wings, buffalo wings, instead of instead of fucking blue cheese because I hate blue cheese. Mm. It's stinky. Wow, um, a coward. So, I see. I, yeah, that's me. Hold on, I don't. I don't like brie. I don't like. There's all sorts of cheeses I don't like because I there's like Wait, an aftertaste. Did you just say brie? Yes. Fuck brie. Wow. Give me cheddar. Give me gouda. Give me feta. Like salty cheeses, God, fucking queso fresco. That was a piece of shit today. <laughs> that little, you just did that. You just, wow. Kato just dropped. 
Oh, Heather just offended the... large swaths of our audience. That's <laughs> true, but also dropped the hottest like uh, sample uh, in hip hop in 2021. <laughs> that like one of the back. Yeah, give me feta. Let's go. Fucking love feta. Um, Queso fresco. I love it. How did you come? How did you come to be this person? I don't know. <laughs> Do you just not, do you just not like stinky soft cheeses? Is that basically? Yeah, yeah, it? essentially. Like I don't like that taste. Yeah. I I like salty cheeses, like any salty cheese that doesn't have that specific aftertaste that you get from like, um, from those types of like the brie. The, the I don't really like goat cheese. Goat cheese is on the line. I kind of I can kind of get with goat cheese sometimes, but it really depends on the context. That's the closest I'll get to that. <laughs> what? What? I'm just, I have taste. Goat cheese needs good contact. I just, it does. So this hurts as a person cheese? who was once a cheese lover and now cannot have even cannot even look mm. at a piece of cheese because like all those stinky, smelly gut. cheeses. Yeah, give me your gut microbes. Like I want them. <laughs> I want to be able to break down smelly cheese again. Oh, I'm sorry, but uh, the right context for goat, goat cheese is wrapped around a grape and then rolled in some nuts. It's yeah. delicious. I we mean, should that try. Is it does sound good. On a little good. piece of apple. Oh, that sounds good too. Yeah. Goat cheese beet no. salad. Like it's just the easiest, simplest, like nuts, beets, mm. goat cheese. You're done. Sure. Yeah, that perfect. sounds good. Yeah. But I, kind yeah. of though, I feel mm. like you haven't fully appreciated the constellation of breeze that are out there. There are boring <sighs> breeze. And I think you would enjoy those. <laughs> like very mild. Sorry, right. I don't mean to be judgmental. They're not boring. They're mild. They're okay. creamy. I yeah. think you might dig that. Look, I I've tried brie so many, specifically brie too, because my wife loves brie. This is a fucking issue in our oh, household. She wow. loves that shit. Okay, uh, wow. that's what's I cannot, going on here. <laughs> look, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine. She can eat all the brie she wants. I'm just like not gonna help. So she's got to get the smaller sizes, or else it's gonna go. Like you don't want stuff growing on there if you if it waits too long. Um, but I I've tried as far as I can tell. It's specifically the aftertaste that you you know you know like the way that you can like you know it's it's the smelliness it's it's not even the smell like I don't really think it smells that bad but it's just like the way that cheddar is all like it's all in the bite Forward. it's all like you you yeah you get Flavor. all yeah, of the taste at boom, once boom there it is it's that's done. it yes it's the aftertaste yeah. on all those other cheeses that I mentioned that I do not like. If I could get rid of that and like is it was it all the aftertaste or is it aftertaste pure? No, the aftertaste. Because there are aftertastes okay. I'm fine with. It's just the aftertaste of that type of soft, soft uh, cheese that I cannot. I'm just like, it makes me gag. Like, I'm like, ugh. It will not abide. I do not like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, fair. Ranch is my go to buffalo wing a thing instead of blue cheese. <laughs> I've forgotten the question. Yeah, I've forgotten that too. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's I just why I really we ended wanted up in to know place. everything about Kato's taste in cheese after a while. You know? <laughs> I'm very yeah. fascinated by that. Simon, sorry, we're not helping you anymore. We're helping Kato. <laughs> he needs to. So just our make help. yourself a bunch of buffalo wings if that's your thing. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. how you can use a lot of but ranch. But none of them like ranch that much, is the <laughs> right. problem. I think they need something transformative with this. Transformative. What transformative yeah, work? Uh, a transformative work of ranch. <laughs> I bet you there's something on that bottle. They always do that shit too. Oh, they right? do. Right? They're like, no, here's a ridiculous like, way sorry. to use ranch. 
they do that on regular bottles. Sure. This sounds like a surplus bottle mm-hmm. of ranch. Where, like, they expect you to know. You're buying this. You know what you you're know doing what you're with doing this ranch. Already? Fuck. I think you just got to get rid of that. I think... You see, now you're getting pranked. You're getting pranked too hard. Like, where now you're like, yeah. you're living with this. You've this worked yourself into a shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's ironic the, ranch. Right. It's fine. Whatever. Move on. The Okay. When I put Here's in ranch actual, recipe... The second thing that comes up is ranch recipe for wings. So, you know, it's not that far yeah, off. No, you're not wrong. That's a common <laughs> thing. Here's the actual dilemma uh-huh. is in COVID time, without COVID, this would be so easy to deal with. You would just have a big event where you had wings and, and you know, uh, cut up vegetables to yeah. dip into things. And you just put out a bunch of ranch. And, hey, whatever doesn't get used, well, it's already been used in the sense it's that it's been. different life. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine the world like, oh, if only COVID were, weren't here. I would solve this problem the easiest way. I would hold well, there a house party. A, there would have been a Super Bowl party by now. There would have right. been someone's birthday. They would, you would find a fucking excuse to use this ranch. You would have found it. Right. If you were so committed, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, I know. I'll bring I'll bring dips to this party. That will be the thing I bring. And what you really mean is this one <laughs> bottle of ranch. Uh, wait, what do you make? Can you make? Uh, no, that's that's different. Onion. What, what do you make onion dip out of? Do you start on with with sour cream or ranch? I'm not. A, I'm, I don't know. I don't know this. Point is, um, I think you got to get rid of that ranch because, like, that ranch is owning you now. Yeah, agreed. Good luck with that. All right, one more question here. This one, this one comes in from Devon or or, or Devin, probably Devin. Uh, uh, hello. Over the past few months, I've been clearing my backlog of the Souls games. I fell in love. Uh, with and have played each game at launch since the Prepare to Die edition came to PC, but I'll admit I never completed one until recently. The first 10 to 20 hours of these games are comfort food. They pique my curiosity and challenge me in a rare and deeply satisfying uh, way. Um, But I always hit a wall. That's where Waypoint Radio comes in. I listened to old episodes to help me fall asleep, and hearing you talk about how good Sekiro is forced me to return to it back in January. I had been stuck on Genichiro since 2019, but was furious wow. to find out that the real Sekiro hadn't even been started for me yet. The next day, I inflicted Dragon Rot on many NPCs to no avail. Stuck in my own personal Groundhog Day-style five-minute period, I put on another Waypoint uh, radio episode to keep me company using the PlayStation Spotify app and kept banging my head against the wall. Suddenly, everything changed. When you play your own audio on PS Spotify, the system intelligently removes the music track from the game audio while maintaining the voice and sound effects tracks. Now, when I entered the boss fight, there was no orchestra telling me to keep my shit together, just your voices, firecrackers, and Mercury counters. Where I was struggling to complete the first phase before, I was now making it halfway through the second, then to the third, then achieving a final death blow on my second try after reaching the third phase. I'd done it. I began to play with music while making my way through each level and would switch to your podcast at boss fights. Each time, it put me in a zen state that pulled me through the entire game. When I reached the final boss, I attempted a normal run, but couldn't cut it without your discourse to keep me calm and focused. I've since applied the same philosophy to Dark Souls 3 with identical results and am playing through Bloodborne now. Do my successes still count, or have I made impure the sanctity of FromSoft's library? Thank you and enjoy your week best, Devin F. This is incredible. Wow. Rob's hand almost touched the camera there. What's up, Rob? I'm just. Are you just reaching I'm just out? Blessing. I'm You're blessing. <laughs> laying, laying of hands. Go, go with God, my wow. child. 
That's I'm awesome. so thrilled that we have that that ability. That's this is the best thing anyone. This is the kindest thing anyone's ever said about the podcast. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I can see how, like, I mean, the, the soundtracks of all those games and the boss fight specifically are big vocal orchestral things that are meant to like heighten the drama, mm-hmm. but also probably exasperate. You know that classic moment in any Souls fight of like you know when you're doing well and you, you know, you can beat this and then, you know, the, the, that sort of thing like forces you to, to make an error. And I just wonder if like that disconnect from that particular aesthetic, it's fascinating. I'm, I'm like curious, take this to other games, like take this out of the yeah. souls game. Take it, we're, we're... game. <laughs> take it to other things in your life. Heat check our podcast. <laughs> while you're making a, while you're making a salad dressing, just like put on the pot and like, see uh, where the ingredients take. Go you. ask for a raise. So, <laughs> Excuse well, me. Earbuds in. Yeah. <laughs> just ask your boss. Oh. I'm gonna. Can I just play this at like a low key, low volume while <laughs> while we're having this talk? Uh, this is very good. I love this so much. I think this totally works. This makes sense to me. I there definitely are times when like I think a lot about games that have like fishing in them, where there's a sound mm. cue associated with the fishing, whereas there's a specific sound that triggers when you're supposed to hit the like real in button or whatever, mm-hmm. I will sometimes close my eyes and just go by the sound cue because my eyes will deceive me. <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, I'm better at just hearing the sound cue. So like, I think that there's playing around with the, the what sounds and, and visuals are, are available to you as well within the realm of, of fairness inside of, inside of FromSoft games, especially. So you got those wins. Those are your wins. Yeah. I'm happy to be part of them in any way we could be. But it's part of damn. the collaborative spirit of souls, anyways. Instead of summoning people in, True. you're summoning our voices, it's our so our auras. Sweet. That's so sweet. It's very kind. All right. On that note, I don't think we're going to get sweeter than that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You can follow the show twitter.com slash waypoint waypoint.vice.com. Gita, where can people find you? At XOXO Gossip Gita. Rob. Point is, I'm looking for a nice laptop that I can just sort of bring anywhere, bring to bed, and play uh, like games off stream, uh, Steam streaming, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. But also, it needs to have a couple USB ports so I can plug in like peripherals, etc. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm in for. So you can let me know some recommendations for a good, like <laughs> lightweight gaming laptop, ergonomically appropriate for all sorts of settings. Uh, at Rob Zachney on Twitter. <laughs> Patrick at Patrick Klopik. And Cotto. At A underscore Cotto underscore appears. All right, that's going to do it for us. As always, thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track Miss You Off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Until this this Friday will be a new episode, an actual yeah. radio episode, not a reset episode. We're out of the reset uh, break at this point. Thank you to everyone who listened to those. Reset era is over. Show. That's not, nope, that's not <laughs> true. That's a different thing, Cotto. We can't say that. <laughs> You're going to ban us. Oh, no. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, on that note, <laughs> fuck capitalism. Go home. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. <laughs> oh, I literally forgot that. That that, was, did you? How? Yes, I just said the recent era, like the era of our podcast that was uh-huh. recent panels. Oh, uh-huh. I don't go there very often, honestly. Mm-hmm. So Why I, would I you? forget that it exists. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk to you about just everything about this game. Just everything Patrick. about this game. Yeah, it's Patrick so good. just needs to hurry up. Patrick. What's he doing? Playing with his freaking has kids? A, has kids, man. Wait, <laughs> uh, I've got babies. <laughs> Beautiful, precious children. <laughs> oh, love and light of my life. <laughs> I just checked how much time I put into this game. 90 hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> At least once it idled overnight by accident. But okay. that was only one 24-hour period. Okay. So it's really like at max, at minimum like 84 hours. Oh no. The little ball thing on the top of my French press has cracked. Oh no! Oh, no. I have been kind that. of wanting a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, into the trash with you. <laughs> Honestly, perfect. Maybe this is the moment to get into the Chemex bullshit. Yo, yeah. I have a Chemex and I love it. I love yeah. my Chemex. The only here's here's the one problem. Uh. I don't like delicate coffees. I don't no. like delicate little flavors. I don't like you, don't like you know layers notes. to my coffee. You I want it to be like boom. Yeah, <laughs> but not but not too much. Mm-hmm. You want to get assaulted by your coffee at the end of the day. Yeah. You want John I Madden want to be the one introducing to be you my bully. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get bullied by your coffee. I'm not going to say what I want to yeah. say. Uh-huh. I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> Mommy. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Good timing, Patrick. <clears throat> I was just letting everyone's coffee combo Jesus play out. You know, Christ, I didn't, I didn't feel like Patrick, I needed to. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. you got to dial it. You got to dial it back, or maybe you're on the wrong mic. But it's yeah, loud. It's, it's very loud. The loudest you could possibly be. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Well, <laughs> it's something. Yeah. It's Patrick. Everyone take it. I don't blame me for Windows problems. I think. Yeah, I get it. I do you understand. Think I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, we just had to stop and, you from continuing to talk. I, I I just like to put it up to ninety four just to see what happens. To the <laughs> just for funsies. Yeah. Just as a little treat. <laughs> yeah, my shit and audacity was up all the way from the multiple <laughs> Google meetings that we had it last week. That shit sucks. I hate. I cannot stand that that shit just does that. I know it's the most frustrating fucking thing. Ay ay ay. Who decided to give computers uh-huh. autonomy? Who decided that? I don't like Ooh. it. Uh. Uh. All right. Are we ready to clap? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Yes. Okay. Fifteen. Let's do it.
Damn. Ooh, that's, wow, it came right ooh, to yeah. the line. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> that a classic. Ready. Just jump right into it. 